Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfree shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts, starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts, like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others, but yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Title Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man with the Hall of Famer himself, the greatest of all time, ladies and gentlemen, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. Man, I'm fired up. I can't believe we're going to be talking about this. I loved we're talking old WWF stuff, and today we're going to talk about not when you joined the company like we did last week, but when you left the company, that fabulous match you had on Monday Night Raw with Mr. Perfect maybe like the third or fourth episode very early on in the, in the history of, of Monday night raw. This, it was the second. And, uh, I think was I, I wrestled Santana, the first one. Yeah. I remember you wrestled Santana the week before, and that's how we sort of get this thing set up. You know, the, the company's not big enough for both of us next week. One of us has to leave and we'll talk about how we got there. But what I'm most interested in mentioning right now that's how everyone needs to get down to Pasadena, Texas this Saturday for the first time ever, Charlotte Flair and Ric Flair, a dual photo op. Only Ryan Fitterman at Fitterman Sports can put this together and it's happening in Pasadena, Texas. This is pretty unbelievable, dude. I can't believe it's never happened, but this will be the first time, huh? Well, years ago when she first came up, we did some, you know, we may have taken 10 photos together at, at I can't even remember what the event was. Um, but it was so long ago that's when they were filming my 30 for 30. I got so you. It's just been, we were at some event and we maybe took 10 photos together. Um, something that, of course, that the WWE put together, but it was not a, exactly an autograph signing. And it was certainly before she was who she is now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Greatest. So if you're looking to uh, get maybe a once in a lifetime photo op, go check it out. Fittermansports.com. It's happening this Saturday, August 27th, the Pasadena Fairgrounds Convention Center, right there in Fairmont Parkway in Pasadena, Texas. All your information is at Fittermansports.com. That should be pretty cool, man. I mean, getting paid yeah, to hang out with the fam and this because people have said to me, people have actually said to me, you're going to be in Pasadena, California. No, Pasadena is 20 miles actually 10 miles outside of Houston. <laughs> so you don't have to fly to LA. <laughs> you know, there's a there's once in a lifetime. Cause I not, I might not be here Sunday. <laughs> Come on now. Listen Every to me. It's not a given. <laughs> Our old pal, uh, Bruce Pritchard's going to be in Houston this weekend too. Hypothetically, Is he really? wanted to catch a beer. There? I, I think he's visiting fam. I don't think he's, I don't think there's an oh. event there. I think it's a personal visit. We'll have to grab a hold of him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I was able to this past week grab a hold of uh, the new Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull Sessions over on the Peacock Network, featuring your lovely daughter Charlotte Flair. And yeah. man, I thought that was fantastic. I uh, I really enjoy the Broken Skull Sessions. I think he uh, Steve does a great job with it. And I thought Charlotte knocked it out of the park. I know she filmed that a couple of months ago now at this point, maybe. But uh, man, it was just nice to see her out of the ring and just being herself, not being yeah. a persona 
That was a pretty cool piece of business. What did you think? No, I thought it was great. There's a reason that Steve Austin is Steve Austin. He does it so well. He researches the people he interviews. He, you know, carries himself, you know, to the point of being really politically correct. Doesn't ask questions that are too tough to answer or put people on compromising situations. However, I will say that she handled the Becky Lynch question a lot better than I could have. <laughs> or no. will ever be able to. So the Becky Lynch questions. But anyway, that's where we're at. And she's happy. And I couldn't be happier for her. And I think the world is Steve Austin. So everything's perfect for me. Well, so it feels like everywhere we look, uh, it's coming up. Everything Flair, man. Uh, we just talked about it last week. Ric Flair drip is out. Uh, we've got the brand new announcement from Mike Tyson. It's a part of his Tyson 2.0, which is his marijuana cannabis line. You guys are going to have, uh, products like flour, vape cartridges, edibles, pre-rolls, all with a Ric Flair vibe. And I think it's starting in like 11 States, uh, Arizona, Nevada, Illinois, uh, Connecticut, Florida, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. Of course, it's going to keep growing from there, but man, this is a big opportunity. Be, Ric Flair drip in 22 states by the end of September. Wow. That's unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm very excited. Thank you. A lot of fun stuff coming your way. Stay tuned. Uh, even more fun announcements, uh, from Ric Flair. Too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How about that, dude? Let's just process what all we got. We're still doing these, these autograph signings every single weekend, still the longest line, maybe the oldest ride, but the longest line. And then at the same time, we got this new virtual woo wings concept all over the place. People are telling me how much they love woo wings, but as if that's not enough now, a cannabis line too. I think those businesses kind of go together, Rick, you enjoy some Ric Flair drip. You get the munchies, you order woo wings. Everybody's happy. Yeah, and believe it or not, here I am. I'm, I've always, um, not always, but I have, you know, um, used the cannabis to sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess in the last, I started maybe three years ago um, because I was, you know, addicted to Xanax like so many of the other people get, not just athletes, but, you know, to go to sleep to relax after sure. so many years of on the road. Even today, I mean, I wake up at six o'clock every morning. I don't care where it is, the hospital or here. Um, so I, and now um, I've even smoked a, maybe, let me think, probably 10 or 11 joints. Oh, wow, look at you. <laughs> it, it's not that bad, I know. You know, I, I, it gave me anxiety when I was a kid, but now it actually kind of, it kind of mellows me out. I only do it after I'm drinking a little bit. So. I don't roll. I don't wake up in the morning like Mike and, and take a take a hit. <laughs> well, we all know people like that. Shout out to Shuli Agar. Um, hey, girls like marijuana. Holy cow! I'm <laughs> <laughs> the most popular guy in Tampa. <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen to you. How do we get some drip, Nate? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, once you get your Ric Flair drip, don't forget to open up uh, Uber Eats and the Postmates app. Uh, they're in Nashville, San Antonio, yeah, Jacksonville. She's in call Woo Wings. <laughs> yeah, Woo Wings, baby. Check it out. All and over uh, Uber now, yeah. It's it's all over, and we, we hope you guys will check it out. And uh, we're excited today to check out a pretty cool deal. You know, we're, we're going to be watching your match with uh, Mr. Perfect, the Loser Leaves Town match. Uh, at this point, you know, we know that you're you're finishing up. I guess there was a, a, a TV taping in, in late November where you're wrestling Tatanka. Maybe that's not exactly where you would have wanted to be. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior suspended by the company. They're going to turn Mr. Perfect babyface. He's going to be Randy Savage's partner against you and Razor Ramon. So you got to at least be looking forward to working with Mr. Perfect again. And after that, you're working with Brett and house show main events. And this is where, if you keep up with your book, you start talking about battling vertigo. How big of an issue was this for you in, in late 92? Well, the vertigo thing happened in Phoenix with Barkley right in the front row. I just, uh, warrior totally unintentionally, trust me. I just landed wrong on a vertical suplex and, uh, I rolled out to the floor cause I couldn't get up and it took me. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I mean, it, I didn't have any discomfort. I had no pain. I just, I got up and I fell over. So I whirled out to the floor 
And I got up and I fell down again. Then I realized that I had, um, you know, either I had, um, I didn't realize what, um, I knew it. I mean, in other words, I knew, I knew my equilibrium was gone, but I didn't know what caused it. It was an inner thing that actually took almost six months to repair itself. Wow. So when I lost the title to Brett, you know, like I've said to many other times, it was just, I, I feel terrible because I wasn't at myself. I, my, I had, I had no, I had no, I had serious equilibrium issues wrestling Brett. So he never really got a fair shake at, and I never really gave him the match. He deserved to to win the title for the first time. Well, just to sort of recap, you actually uh, dropped the title. Everybody remembers you won it at the Rumble in 92. And then uh, later that year at WrestleMania, you're going to drop it to Randy Savage. But you win it back uh, on Primetime Wrestling on September 1st. It airs on September 14th. But then, like, less than a month later in Saskatoon, Canada, that's where you dropped the belt to uh, to Bret Hart. It wasn't a pay-per-view. It wasn't the day, the day after the warrior match or two days after you just knew you needed a, they had to get the belt off of you because you were in a bad way. Yeah. 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 And I so think that was, the, I think that was the eventual plan anyway, but certainly it would have been in a pay-per-view and rather than a house show. Right. I mean, I think it wound up being recorded for Coliseum home video, but still not the same build, not the same hype, not the same experience. But Bret Hart's the champion, uh, kind of out of nowhere for the very first time, uh, beating who was regarded as being the greatest, you know, wrestling champion of that era. And I'm curious because I know you and I've had this conversation. <laughs> oh, well, maybe not that night, but certainly based on reputation, I, I think the famous story goes, maybe Vince came to you and said, Hey, uh, Rick, we're, we're going to go with youth or something like that. Can you recap yep, how that absolutely. happens? Absolutely. Yep. So Bill watch wants you to come back and uh, you're free to go. So does he just bring you aside at a, at a TV taping and say that to you? Yep. In, in Madison, Wisconsin, I can remember where it was. He said to me, um, I, I'm going to take the company in a different direction and go with the younger guys. And Bill watches call. Bill calls me every day wanting you back. And I said, um, you know, which I knew cause I, I talked to Bill and, um, and I was gotten longer I good with Bill Watts. So I was actually anxious to go back to work for him. And, um, um, you know, Vince made it, he just couldn't have been more upfront like he has been with me his whole career. Just, this is the way, this is where I'm going. It's what I'm doing. And you're more than welcome to leave. Just do me a favor. And I said, what is that? He said, I need you to put Henning over. I said, not a problem. When, when and where. Today's episode is brought to you by CarShield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. And let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taking care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast -coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost, too. Get coverage today, and you'll lock in your price now, and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs, and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. It's, it's amazing how quickly and how easily that all comes together. At this point, do you pick up the phone and try to start working out your new deal with WCW? Because I think the contract structure was still different between the companies where the WWF just guaranteed you an opportunity, but WCW gave you an actual they offered, dollar amount. Yeah, they offered me they, to be my age. They offered me a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. That was all was 500 grand for a three year deal. And that 500 I'm grand guaranteed. Yeah. Per year, not each year. I mean, not, not total, yeah. but each year. And so as you get that guarantee, 
that offer is made via Bill Watts or, or who makes that yes. offer? Bill Watts. Okay. Well, so you got to be feeling pretty good I, I, about I, I that. Did, I didn't, uh, I, I, I was going to try and get him to, which had, which is something probably only a few people know. I was going to ask him for five and then, and then if we did well based on, cause I trust Bill as being a fair guy and, and, Obviously, he's going to bring me back and pay me that kind of money. He's going to use me the right way. Uh, it was, I was trying to bump it up a little bit each year, but we never got that far along. Uh, and, of course, we know that doesn't happen because Bill winds up being ousted from the company, and, and that's maybe a story for another day. But I do want to ask about your experience with him because I think you worked with him a little bit when you would go through Texas and some of his territories. No, Mid-South. I worked for him three times on the only NWA champion he ever used in all those years of Mid-South. What was... Because of a relationship we had from Minneapolis, I think. He liked me. And as the story is told, I carried his bags from the airport when Byrne told me to pick him up in 1972. Somebody told that story a hundred times and it's the absolute truth. That's what you did when you were a respectful young man. Absolutely. After breaking the business in 72. You didn't give anybody a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just well, lucky to be there. I got you. So I didn't realize that that was the case, that uh, he would come in for Vern. Yeah, when I was I was like, a, whatever, been, whatever Vern told me to do, I did. Yeah. I carried Dick Bruder's bags too when he came to Minneapolis and the Crusher. Talk to me a little bit about. I have no, I have no problem admitting that whatsoever. No, of course not. <laughs> Let's talk about working for Bill. When you go make those shots for him and and Mid South, you know he's become a polarizing figure uh, for a variety of reasons. But as a payoff guy, as a promoter, what was your experience like with him? Guess what he paid me. You're never going to believe it. I don't know. Now, this is Bill Watt. Based on what you've heard as a fan and, and being obviously involved in a business like you are now, but probably not as familiar with Bill as a lot of people are. What do you think he paid me for? I don't know. 12 grand. Oh, wow. That's more than I ever made in Texas. Wow. More than I ever made in Florida. The only place I ever made more money, I mean, more than I ever made in Georgia, more than I ever made in Amarillo, more than, I don't know, not as much as I made in Japan. But other than Crockett, that's the most money I ever got paid. So you have no qualms about going to work for that guy again because you knew he Absolutely took care of you. Twelve grand the first time, I think fifteen the second time. Well, yeah, that's a lot of money. Nineteen eighty-two and three. No doubt about it. Did you think his style of presentation, his style of um, of wrestling, was more in line with yours as far as his vision? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bill was a wrestling. Bill was a wrestling promoter. You know, um, he he was tutored by the great Eddie Graham. He was a great Finnish guy. Um, and I, I I think I think Bill's still living. I'm pretty sure he is. He will. Yeah, he is. He'll he'll give uh, Eddie his due. Eddie was a great Finnish guy. Sometimes so damn complicated. You had to really sit down back then and think about him. I mean, as great as some of the finishes are we see on TV today with the WWE and that, I mean, Eddie's stuff was so far ahead of its time. As, as Dusty will tell you, too. Hey, uh, as, as Dusty would have told you. We don't normally talk about current stuff, but I'm curious, since you brought it up, you know, uh, modern WWE, there's been whew, a lot of changes. What are you thinking of uh, what you've seen of, of the new Triple H regime? You know, we, we saw a lot of backstage maneuvering, but neither you nor I don't think have any big details on that. But as far as the presentation on TV, what do you think of a Monday night raw and smack SmackDown compared to maybe a few months ago? Um, well, first of all, it's such a complicated, if people were to understand and I, as close as I have been, I'm not anymore, but I certainly know. I certainly have a lot of friends in the company, production-wise, and people that wrestle. Uh, he's going to do, um, you know, what he wants to do, and he's going to work with people that I think he has a level of comfort with. And uh, he's bringing in people that um, maybe he felt should have stayed, and were and were cut for the wrong reason. 
And that's what you do. First of all, you surround yourself with people you're comfortable with. Yes. Um, because you don't want people to talk behind your back. And that's, that's 90% of the problems with some of the stuff in our business today. You, they'll say something and then they'll go stab you in the back. And that's, that, we know that about wrestling. I'm sure it's the same way in every other sport. Yeah. Difference is in a lot of other sports, it, it, all, in other sports, to me, it's totally based on ability, whether you're a prick or not. Wrestling, I think there are a lot of diplomatic decisions around merchandise being sold and things like that that sometimes have some influence on decisions made in terms of the booking. But I think hundred. I mean, if you look at the numbers, hundred. The numbers are good. Yeah. So, um, people seem to be very, very happy with them, and I think that's that's the important thing. I mean, trust me. If he'd gotten a one point five, people would be screaming. Yeah. It, it stayed in a one nine. I guess I haven't. I didn't look at last night. I watched last night's show. I enjoyed it. I think. I think Bailey coming back is big. Um. You know, I'm a. I, I just like the whole show. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable to watch. You know, and once again, people forget that, you know, real Monday Night Football, not not the the um, preseason games will start like the 13th. So if there's a little bit dip in the numbers because they're up against NFL football, and that's, that's a lot to go up against. Well, it's pretty but rare to sell. They're doing good. I mean, yeah. from what I've heard, everybody's happy backstage. I'm sure with Hunter, you know, I think with Hunter, it's probably a lot more relaxed. Yeah. You know, and it will be as long as, you know, it runs smoothly. But the good thing is, I don't think Hunter's, I think Hunter has a good support system. I know Sean is there. And, um, and I think that, um, you know, he, he, he looks at the big picture totally different than, than other people do, than other people have. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's crazy about the part-time performers. Mm. I don't, I, that, that would be my take on it. Cause as he knows, he worked every day until the day that he got more involved in the office. And we, especially when you're in the, in the title role and in the title picture, I think, I think, and I'm, this is just me taking a guess. I think he's going to hope and work towards having the people that are champions, their champions working in, in more dates. That would be my guess. Um, I find it interesting. You said that would be my guess. Uh, I don't know. And, and I know a lot of our listeners probably don't know. What's the status of, of you and, and Hunter's relationship these days? Are y'all still tight? Thick as thieves, like always? Well, we, uh, we, I don't think we're thick as thieves, but I can tell you this. And this, I'm glad you asked me that question. Um, we had a big falling out over the trademark demand issue big falling out but um i'd be very surprised if i wasn't in the top five people to reach out to stephanie when he got sick yeah um certainly as soon as i became aware of it i called her and i called him and he is and i probably beth will be mad he's the first person i called and reed died wow so for whatever people want to make of our relationship or not, I feel like everybody has ups and downs. You have arguments, you have disagreements, but I can guarantee you this, I'll be at his funeral and I'll guarantee you this, he'll be at mine. Yeah. And everything else is what everybody else can say, say what they want to say about it and make out what they want to make of it. I also will tell you this, I give all the credit to Vince for bringing me on in 2001 when I was just flat dead on my ass because of Russo and Bischoff. But I think Hunter had just as much to do with it. And certainly when I got there, he pushed me. He knew I had huge, huge self-confidence issues. And he would not let me, he would not let me rest on my old laurels. He kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And basically everything I have today in terms of redemption in the business would be because of him and Vince. And I don't have any problem saying that to anybody. And anybody who wants to try and pick that apart can go fuck themselves. Without him and Vince, I'm not here today. 73 years old and still extremely 
relevant. <laughs> much, much of the dismay of me. And I'll tell you something else he did. When Reed died, I took my Hall of Fame ring from 2008. Yep. The 100 inducted me. And I put it on ring in his, Reed's finger in his casket. And I guess Ashley had told the hunter that. And when I went to NXT to see Ashley, he pulled me aside. And of course, I thought he was going to tell me, which is a private, kind of a private joke, not to walk over to the ale house during tapings and have a beer. <laughs> Instead, he gave me another Hall of Fame ring. Wow. With, my, with Richard Reed Fleer and Simon. That's awesome. So it'd be pretty hard to stay mad or be upset with someone who did all that for me. Yeah. No matter what people want to think, who else has those kind of experiences in real life? Plus, he was in one of my weddings. <laughs> and I was in his one. He was actually the best man at one of my weddings. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> On the island. <laughs> Is that the one where you were famously dropping elbows afterwards? It probably was. <laughs> it was my third one, whatever it was. <laughs> So let's talk. Um, but, and I was at his wedding. So there you go. And I mean, I, they asked me and my claim to fame at Hunter's wedding is that this is a great story. Is that we, <laughs> I don't know how I happen to know the proprietor of the, of a club in Raleigh. <laughs> but I do for a guy who was from Minneapolis and we had a bachelor party for Hunter that was second to none. There were 65 young ladies working and 200 wrestlers. <laughs> and me and Vince and Shane split the tab. And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a check out of my account that I never thought that Beth would see. <laughs> and brother, you talk about World War Three. So my end was 36 grand. It oh. cost about 100 grand. Oh my gosh. She goes, she was screaming at me. What would make you do that? I said, he's my friend. They're going to pay me back. And he said, this is best how smart she is in the business. And me, you're going to call them and tell them they had something to your check, even though they're really not going to do it. Just fuck with me. And I (laughs) steal money from our family. My gosh. Oh, yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a hell of a party. I don't think th- my credit card would, would take 36 grand that night. <laughs> That's a big swipe right there, my friend. It's a big swipe. Oh, listen, Hunter and Shane. Hunter had to go to a wine testing. Uh, Shane and uh, and Hunter and Shane, when we drove out to the plane, they got on and, and left me with the whole t- um, so I called Vince the next day. I said, I got to have some help on this, brother. 36 I can handle, but 103 I can't. That's a big ask. <laughs> Not to mention dinner at Sullivan's. <laughs> that was a big time. Oh, what a party. God, everybody had a good time. <laughs> well, I- I'm excited to see what's next for Every time uh, I see you, Hunter's dad, I said, let's have another bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> all right we got to run a timeout right now to brag about rec tech i absolutely love my rec tech can't wait to get rick flair down here and show him what i can do on this thing i have had a lot of different grills in my life yes i've had a tasteless gas grill yes i've had a messy charcoal grill and i even had a different wood pellet grill but i didn't realize what i was missing until i got a rec tech I've now joined the elite wood pellet grilling family. I'm talking about Rectech, and buddy, they got grills for every lifestyle and budget. They started just $3.99, but no matter what you pick, they've got a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all of their grills ship for free. Plus all Rectech pellet grills are made with the same high quality stainless steel and they're built to last a lifetime. Rectech's flagship model, the RT 700 comes with a 40 pound pellet hopper. 702 square inches of cooking space, the PID Wi-Fi controller, and a six-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. You can bake, smoke, sear, grill, even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. And that's why those in the know choose Rectech. 
So let's toss aside that tasteless gas grill, that messy charcoal grill, and even that overhyped brand name grill, and let's join an elite wood pellet grilling family. They focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Rectech truly has set the new standard in grilling. Visit rectech.com. That's R E C T E Q and use the promo code natureboy five to get 5% off site wide. That's 5% off their top notch wood pellet grills. That's 5% off their one-of-a-kind Rectech icer coolers. That's 5% off their chef-tested rubs and sauces, accessories, merchandise. Everything's 5% off at Rectech.com when you use the promo code NatureBoy5. Talk to me a little bit about um, Road Dog being back. That's the big news that everybody's been talking about. Jeff Jarrett is out, uh, our, our great close personal friend from Ric Flair's last match, and now... Road dog seemingly is back in uh, the driver's seat for some live events or what have you. And I know he was, uh, one of Hunter's right-hand guys or so that was the narrative online for a long time before he left the company, I think in January of this year, I wasn't surprised at all that road dog wound up going back. What was your experience like in the, in the little bit of time you guys worked together when he was a quote unquote office guy? No, I like him a lot. I used to go to him all the time and ask him about Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think, um, well, first of all, I've been friends with the Armstrongs since they were, I've known Road Dog probably before he was born. That makes sense. I wrestled yeah. Bob all the time. I wrestled Brad. I, think, I mean, Brad, his his brother Brad was so damn good. He was Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. I mean, he was that good a worker. and It just never got the push, never got the place. But in terms of being a, a wrestler, I can show you. I used to send Road Dog like films of me and Brad. Brad, Brad could work his ass off. Um, I didn't work with Road Dog that much. Um, but I mean, I just saw those guys at the last match. I, I like Road Dog, and I, there again, that it wouldn't be anything against Jeff. It's just that because um, I heard Jeff was doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, it's just that we just we just talked about surrounding yourself with people that you're you're extremely comfortable with, and I'm just assuming it was. Not made because of any decision or anything that Jeff did wrong. He just, Hunter and Road Dog have been friends for years. So, and that, that's not uncommon in business. No, it's not. And I, uh, I like Road Dog. And I, you know, I, I can remember in Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon, at Piper's funeral, I said, what the hell's going on with Ashley? I can't remember what the situation was. And he, he's always been supportive and always give me a straight answer to my knowledge. I mean, I, 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 I like them a lot. Of course I like the whole Armstrong family. Well, we liked Monday night raw last night as uh, we're recording this. We saw uh, edge in his hometown of Toronto. Looked like a sold out yeah. crowd. Trish was back. Johnny Gargano Trish made his debut. Man, Trish is knows that Trish was Rolex and diamond ring wearing too. It's, uh, it's going around <laughs> these days. Huh? It's going around these days. Yeah, she looks great, didn't she? She looks unbelievable, timeless. Yeah, and ba- ba- and Bailey is on fire. <laughs> Bailey, it's got that that roll down. I texted her last night. I said, "Keep on rolling." And look at Dolph, man. Dolph's still still kicking ass, stealing the show, right? Some things will never I mean, change. What a match those guys had! Unreal. Absolutely. Yeah, well, good for him. And I mean, Finn Balor's a hell of a kid. I got to know him a lot, but at Ashley's wedding, he really is a hell of a guy and a very talented guy. Uh, let's talk about Monday night raw in the very beginning, you know, it makes its debut at the very beginning in 1993. It's going to replace the old primetime wrestling format. Uh, and it's in the observer all of a sudden that, Hey, Rick Flair might be moving quote. The status of Ric Flair in the WWF has been the subject of a lot of speculation over the past week, including one semi-erroneous report that he's already jumped from the WWF to WCW. His contract doesn't expire until September, but there have apparently been discussions between Flair and McMahon about getting a release before that time. To the best of my knowledge, as of press time, Flair has not received a release and is booked on the WWF shows as far out as the bookings have been completed, which is through early March and in a top spot. He will be moved down from headline status, probably by the end of January or mid February to second from the top on the tour in singles, either against Mr. Perfect or in tags with razor or against perfect and Tataka, which might mean a serious pay cut, which likely means him doing frequent jobs since Tataka and doink are going to get mega pushes the next few months. 
Presumably, and this all depends on many factors like the size of the gates or emergency situations that happen every day in wrestling that might force him back on top. One would think the odds are he would be able to earn more money in WCW by the nature of the contract they would no doubt offer him. He would surely be able to earn more over the long run with a WCW contract. So we know that's, of course, where this is going to be. Um, and it doesn't take too long before we started to hear some other speculation. This is also from the Observer. Sportscaster Harold Johnson of WSOC TV in Charlotte, who's best known as a friend of Flair's and was the sportscaster who talked about wrestling fans boycotting WCW in Charlotte in 91 because of the treatment that Flair received when he was fired, reported on January 6th that Flair agreed to a multi-year deal that will, quote, pay him considerably more than what he was making when he left WCW. That would be hard to believe, though, since Flair's old contract was in the $750 per year range, although figures of $375 to $400 have been bandied about, which would have been probably considerably more than he earned in the WWF. But as you said, it wound up being half a million for three years. It's a big deal. And you worked that Royal Rumble match, which just a year before, uh, you carried the match. You started number one here against Bob Backlund. The old school fans had to love that. And he also brings up that maybe there were there was heat back in the day with you and Jerry Lawler, but they were thinking about doing stuff with you guys here. Do you remember there being any sort of residual heat from the old territory days when you were both in the WWF? Jerry Knight, not in the WWF. No, no. And, and, and there again, it wasn't heat with me and Lawler. It was heat with the promotion. Right. Because I was the NWA champion, and we went in, and Jerry and I worked and had really good matches. We sold out Rupp Arena. We sold out Memphis. Sold out Louisville. And then, because as the way it was, and whether people want to believe this or not, Tennessee ran their own promotion the way they wanted to run it, and they made money. Yeah. So you can't knock them for it. But it did not work out for the NWA <coughs> to work there on a regular basis. It was not a regular stop for the NWA champion. But I enjoyed working with, with Jerry. I just knew that we lost a lot of money not coming back around because they didn't want Jerry to lose to the NWA champion and then have me dance off to another territory and not come back for seven months. And I get that now. I didn't get it then. Right. I get it now. Well, six days before the rumble, uh, you wrestle Tito Santana on the second live raw, which sets up you versus perfect in a loser leaves town match for the next week on raw. And in between those shows, that's where the rumble actually happens. Mr. Perfect comes out at number 10 and you two hook up, uh, and he eliminates you after 18 minutes and 38 seconds. And now that brings us to where we are, which is this loser leaves town match. And, uh, I, I want to take a break right now to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by athletic greens. It's something Rick and I are doing every single morning. It's a part of our routine. And my wife actually got me on this long before they were an advertiser here on the program. Now, my wife, Megan was a big fan of AG one because she was wanting to focus on better gut health. She wanted more energy and she wanted me to start taking it to optimize our immune system, giving everything that's happened in the last few years. She also knew I didn't like taking pills or vitamins. And if she wanted me to do it, it had to taste great. AG one checked all those boxes. Now what's in this stuff. Well, with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's going to help you start your day, right? They've got a special blend of ingredients to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all the things it's been a game changer for my life and our friend Dallas would even love it because it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto or paleo or vegan or dairy free or gluten free, this checks all the boxes. AG one also has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it still tastes great, but don't take our word for it. Athletic greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now, Rick, and I think it's time for you to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Seriously, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash flare. 
Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash flare to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And with that in mind, I think we're ready to, uh, to start our watch along. We're actually going to watch this match along with you guys. And uh, you can do this with us, of course, on Peacock. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, it's from January 25th, 1993. And, uh, we've got it ready to roll here, man. So before we do, let's check in with producer Steve, because I think we might have some special guests joining us today, Rick. We ran a promotion a while back called win with Zen. And, uh, you guys may remember that's a tobacco alternative that you could pick up at any of your convenience stores or whatever. I think there's more than a hundred thousand locations that carries in. Well, a big part of that was, Hey, if you come ahead and support our show, we're going to make sure that we've got an opportunity for you to join Ric Flair here on the podcast. So we're going to have them, uh, get the hot tag here and watch this match with us. Okay, Steve, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Here we are, Mr. Perfect versus Ric Flair from Monday Night Raw, the Loser Leaves Town match. This is going to be fun. Here we go. This is the match we've all been awaiting. I can't believe Ric Flair last week challenged Mr. Perfect and put his career on the line. I got to go to ringside. I got to see Flair. Yeah, I guess you do. Bobby Heenan headed up to ringside to greet the nature boy, Ric Flair. They have a little thing going to the side, do they, Vince? Well, I'll tell you what, it has been a relationship that took Ric Flair to the World Wrestling Federation Championship. And Flair puts it all on the line. And so does Mr. Perfect here tonight on Monday Night Raw, right here on the USA Network. Let's kill the uh, audio there, Steve. Uh, Rick, what'd you think of wrestling in the Manhattan Center, the original home of Monday Night Raw? Well, I think at that time in your career, anything you do in New York is, is big, you know what I mean? And uh, this whole thing with Raw was new, and it was exciting for, um, you know, I think it was exciting for the wrestling business. I just, I, I mean, not only had I just had the, as much fun, it's not probably, I can't say it was any better than Debbie when I was with, with the Horseman, but I just had a great time there and a great was in a great place with those guys and really enjoyed it. And to be part of this live national TV, I mean, it was a big deal. It is a big deal. We wanted to be at our best. I don't think anybody uh, would have, um, would have ever guessed that Monday Night Raw would go on to be the success it was. Do you think Vince had the vision of it becoming what it became? Or did he think it would almost be like this studio wrestling show, at least at first? I think now that I know Vince and I've been around him for all these years, I think he absolutely thought this would take off. Let's talk about Mr. Perfect for a minute. You know, it's been said that, you know, when he went down with the back injury, and I think a lot of people watching this remember his fabulous match with Bret Hart at SummerSlam 91, right before you came yeah. in, he was hurting and it became a Lloyd's of London situation. And very quickly, the company needed him. They figured something out and he was back. But a lot of people contend he wasn't the same performer after the back injury. Was that your experience? Hmm. Is this after the back injury? Yes. This would have been two years after. Well, I, I, I don't think, um, I wouldn't agree with that assessment. I think, I think Kurt, um, worked through that. And, uh, you, you know, when a guy has a bad back, you can't take these flat back bumps like that. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. And, and Kurt certainly moved around. He was a good athlete to begin with. And see what I mean? That's not, that's not a guy that's got a back injury. Right. That's, that's, that's hurting him in, in my estimation. He was known as a, a legendary prankster. Did you ever find yourself on the, uh, the end of a bad yes. Mr. Perfect? <laughs> yeah, twice. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> a Rolex in Baltimore. And, uh, the other time we won't talk about. <laughs> okay. I love that. Uh, I like that. They, they have Bobby Heenan here ringside for this Rolex in Baltimore for sure. <laughs> Wait, is that when you threw it in a bowl of spaghetti? I, absolutely. That's what I was told. <laughs> I got 10 more at home that look just like them. Something like that. I just, I think the figure was 13. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> when your wife busted me at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, you know, she had an eye for watches even back then. Did she not? Yeah. Dad, dad, that's not the same watch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was uh, round diamonds versus baguettes or something like that, right? Exactly. Yeah. 
Ooh, what 12-year-old notices that? <laughs> a spoiled one who got Louis Vuitton purses when she was five. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, she, she might have been 18 then, even though. That's probably what it was. She yeah. might have been 18. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we see the big banner in the background, Ico Pro. You ever try Ico <clears throat> Pro back then? I did. We all did. What did you think? <clears throat> um. It dissolved like every other chemical in my body at that time. <laughs> By chemical, I mean, you know, I'm talking about sure. my, my reference in alcohol. Of course. No chemicals, thank God. Although these days, a little Ric Flair drip will do you, do you just fine. Absolutely. My God, it'll turn you into a different person. <laughs> I can't wait till it's legal here in Alabama. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have, I can bring it to you. <laughs> Now, the observer really liked this. They said Titan pulled a coup out in the way they handled this. Uh, first off, they established Monday Night Raw as a television show with the angle on January 18th, and then the blow off of a major feud on TV the next week. Flair's WWF was, departure was explained within storyline when on January 18th, he lost a Loser Leaves Town match with Mr. Perfect for the January 25th airing. It will look as though Flair lost his job with the WWF and had no choice but to return to WCW which established once again, that WCW is a second rate circuit. I don't know whether or not flair had the choice and how to handle this departure like this with his release. Uh, but this particular clean job in a match that will be viewed by millions rather than a few thousand hardcores in a few cities, many of whom don't take wins and losses seriously will have an effect on flair's image upon his return. So that take from Meltzer kind of surprises me. Did you think losing to Mr. Perfect here was going to hurt your value with WCW? I know Ole Anderson agreed with Dave, but I'm kind of shocked to see Dave say that. Well, after I, that's probably because Dave wasn't looking at the ratings that WCW had at that time. Right. And, and, and certainly we couldn't have been looking at the house show revenue. They weren't drawing a dime. It, it's interesting too, because I think, uh, it, it, even though you're going to, you know, come back to WCW, you don't wind up wrestling for WCW right away. You're instead going to start with the whole flair for the gold thing. What was the circumstance yeah. with that? Uh, <clears throat> you know, to be honest with you, I can't really remember, but it was, it worked for me. Yeah. If I didn't have to wrestle and could make money and have fun. Why not? Right. And you so, uh, get um, to hang around Wendy a little bit. That's never yeah, bad. I, hung out, I got to hang around Wendy with Arn. You know, we, we just had fun. Yeah. I, I want to mention that even though this match is uh, going to go down as a loser leaves town match, it's it's filmed on the 18th. It airs on the 25th. You're actually still technically not done. And Vince McMahon at the conclusion of this match will say that the commissioner, uh, Jack Tunney, he has said that you have to honor. Look at that bump from Mr. Perfect. That, that bump from Kurt. See? That's not, not a hurt back situation. Back. Yeah. No. My goodness. If he, if it was hurt, he really sucked it up and pulled it off. The, uh, the Ric Flair tour still continues though. After this, you're going to do, um, uh, lots of individual shots like Madison square garden. You're going to work with Mr. Perfect on the 29th. There's 12,000 folks there on the 30th. Once again, you'll be working with Mr. Perfect in Providence, Rhode Island. And that show was right after Andre the Giant had passed away. So they did like a little 10 bell salute for him. New Haven, Connecticut. Shout out to Steve Patty. He was there, part of our Save with Conrad team. You uh, are once again wrestling Mr. Perfect. Look at those punch. Are you kidding? Wouldn't you die to see that today? Look at Kurt. <laughs> Kurt super balling around is very, uh, yeah. you can tell that Dolph Ziggler was inspired, you know? You guys did a matinee show on the 31st, you and Mr. Perfect on top in Toronto at the Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, I just found it fascinating that even though you lost here, you continued uh, through a tour of England, working with Brett, usually in the main event, usually on top, uh, a one stop in Germany for the big boss man. Uh, and then I think the last time that we would see you in a WWF ring for many years was in Germany against Brett in the main event. February 10th, 1993, 13,000 fans. It's pretty crazy to think about that. You know, you're working with the undertaker on your way out and Bret Hart in main events. And now you're going to WCW where 
candidly, they weren't selling 13,000 tickets anytime soon. No, I wish you guys would have had a longer feud. You and Mr. Perfect. I know you had quite a few yeah. matches on the house show circuit, but on TV, not a you lot know, of matches. I probably, we probably only worked together about three or four times before, before this. So we just kind of like been back then. I went, you know me, I didn't like that till I knew, till I knew how the crowd was going to react. But see how Kurt took his time. He just selling. Yeah. Always hurrying. And in real life, if someone punches you in the solar plexus, it's going to slow you down. Yeah, of course. It doesn't today. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, best I can see. You guys work together in that well, tag match. Know, we're, and, and we're both heels too here. You know that. You realize that, right? Yes. They're trying. They're trying to turn Kurt Bayface merely by bringing him in to help Tito. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think they tried to make him a babyface back at Survivor Series in November. But your point is, he's he's a two month babyface at this point. So yeah, so yeah. it's not like he's Steve Austin, right? In terms of popularity, so we're kind of fighting for this, just trying to get a good match out of it. I don't think the crowd was, you know, really, you know, dying to see who, which one of us won. But it was it's just fun working with Curry. Just anybody that works that hard and puts his time and effort into it. Plus, to have been friends with his dad. I mean, so much. When I look at the history of my relationship with people like, you know, I just saw Barry, and you have no idea how close his dad and I were. You know what I mean? I just, you know, it's, it's funny. Then now I get to do this stuff with Charlotte this weekend. And I mean, I can, I maybe, Conrad, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know of any other father daughter scenario in the history of the business that's had this kind of. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, that have had these runs not only as individuals, but have the opportunities to do the things that we're doing Saturday. We'll have a lot more of them in the future. It's a lot like uh, what Charlotte said with uh, with Steve Austin on Broken Skull Sessions that sometimes when you guys are together and being silly or goofy, they're going to need a whole wing for us. I mean, together, look at the hardware you guys yeah. have collected. Yeah, well, and you know, and she she's being facetious, but we we both still worked hard. She had yes. tremendous work ethic. Um, you know, I think I did too. I mean, I'm certainly going to be always remembered for the fun I had in business, but I don't think anybody can ever say I didn't work hard. Oh no, man. If you, if you just look up the <laughs> NWA touring schedule back in the day, I mean, that went viral a few years ago, your schedule in 85 and in 86. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And that when that was, that's when it was slowed down. Yeah. Compared to 81, 82 and three. Is that amazing? I think this is um, actually your uh, fourth match in the ring with uh, with with Kurt. I see where you guys did a, a show in '85 in Portland uh, for uh, yep. Don Owen, and then one in '86. That's, that's when Kurt was first first started working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I can tell by looking at myself that I was clearly out all night the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it was New York. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's part of it, right? And and you, your yeah. favorite stomping hole up there is that Smith and Walensky's? Is that right? Well, that is now. I mean, I don't, the fit, the hunting fish is now because it's my friend uh, Etan. Etan was that, yeah. but in a day, you know, with the China Club back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the famous nasty boy store where they kept my credit card and kicked me out. Meltzer would say, while no contract has been signed, Flair received a release from the WWF contract that expires in September that would allow him to join WCW after February 15th. He'll be finishing up all scheduled matches against Brett and Perfect, and his last day is expected to be around February 8th after completion of the European tour. And we know here he is. By the way, just to give everybody some heads up, you're going to turn 44 on February 25th. So a month after this airs, so when this is happening and, and Vince is coming to you and saying, we're going with the younger guys, you're only 43 years old these days. That's a pup in the business. Is it not? Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, you know, I was just thinking, um, I, 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 it, it's amazing if the kids stay healthy, how much longer they can get out of their career and make big money. And I mean, that's, that's, 
that's one thing that's the key thing it's to take care of yourself you know they don't have to abuse themselves like we used to back there and obviously i abused myself but it's it's what made me tick i, I don't have any excuses for it i could be dead tired but i would i could not go to bed in a big city without having fun yeah Look at you setting up the figure four here. I'm sure Bobby the Brain Heenan's losing his mind. See, see, look, look at Kurt shaking his head and all that. Yeah, he's selling it like crazy. Selling, I mean, it's that's what it's all about. Yes. You put the figure four on, you just lay there and don't move. I mean, what does that mean? And every time I grab the rope, watch him. He's smart enough to understand. I probably am giving him the office. I pull the rope. He, it's either going flat or he's dying. I mean, it's just it's a different time. Kurt, Kurt was really an accomplished performer. What a great job Mr. Hebner's doing, too, making sure he's never yeah. looking when you're doing what you're doing. The best, my driver. Uh, Meltzer would say the WWF party line story is that McMahon a few weeks back asked Flair, who will turn 44 on February 25th, to retire to a front office position because he respected Flair's talents and his position as one of the sports legends so much that he That's couldn't see him become a preliminary wrestler, but he could no longer use him on top. Quote, that story is hard to fathom because it didn't happen. Absolutely. Yeah. It was never offered. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever fit into the front office scenario. <laughs> Certainly not in the forties. <laughs> Meltzer would also say uh, losing flair has become a very divisive issue within Titan. However, since the company's stated goal was to improve the wrestling quality and flair was still one of the best two or three workers in the promotion, which has little depth when it comes to quality workers who can headline. So, I mean that I do remember that being a thing, you know, you, you won the wrestler of the year in the re, uh, wrestling observer reader awards. You were carrying the promotion here with Hulk Hogan, largely gone from the promotion. This year, right? Yeah. I mean, 92, dude, you were the guy. Look at you. Damn dirty cheater. If it's not brass knuckles, it's some sort of foreign object. Damn it all. It worked for me two weeks ago too. <laughs> Hypothetically, where did those knucks wind up from Nashville? Those? The, the ones in, in Nashville. Get it like my Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> What a fun time, man. Look at the crowd. They know they're seeing something special. I mean, a loser leaves town match was not a common stipulation in this era. No. That guy was doing great. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Bobby Heenan for a minute. We just saw him there and you even got Bobby Heenan to accompany you to a few more matches. I think that when that originally happened, Bobby tapped out pretty quickly. He did not want to be nature all night long, right? Yeah. He said he didn't want to be traveling with Larry Flint. <laughs> uh oh, I'm getting Kurt to Hulk up here, but God forbid. It's such a subtle thing, but man, fans really responded to it back then. You know it. By the way, I want to mention this got a 2.6 rating. Meltzer would call it a major disappointment, particularly being the first television show one day after a pay-per-view. And it was actually down from Flair Santana the previous week at 2.8. But he thought the match here, which wound up being about 18 minutes, was a four-star match. And... Of course, Vince can't help but have a parting shot here on commentary. He's going to say, quote, it's all down here. It's all downhill from here for Ric Flair, which, you know, I get he's going to the competition, but still. Of course. I had no problem with that. No, I am curious. It, it just, that business. Do you think this would have been possible if it happened during the Nitro era? Like, would Vince have let you go to the competition if this was two and a half years later and Nitro was around? I don't know that he At would that have. Age? Yeah. No. 
Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's just my, uh, maybe that's my ego too. I don't know. Maybe it would. I don't know. Track it, Steve. This is the finish. of energy who is McAfee oh for sure yeah and McAfee has the same kind of energy Bobby does I agree and you know what <clears throat> I don't know you know I, I know you and I talk about it a lot but Bobby Heenan was a great worker and McAfee he took it if he McAfee worked full-time he'd be great he actually be a would be a great worker yes I mean he's got the he's got the, the instinct to, to be anything he wanted to be I mean it obviously doesn't need the money and not going to do it full time, but McAfee could, could be a hell of a hand. McAfee has succeeded at everything he's tried in his life. He's a, he's a rare, rare breed. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. One thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, SaveWithConrad.com. Man, how fun was that? Loser Leaves Town, Ric Flair finishing up in the WWF. Mr. Perfect's got him on the way out. And, uh, now we're going to open it up, man. You guys, uh, won with Zen, we had our big, uh, win with Zen promotion and, and, and we're back at it. So, uh, Sean, you got a question for the nature boy. I do. So first off, congratulations on your last match. Excellent Thank show. You. So if you were to start your own wrestling promotion, who would your top male and female talent be? Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair. That was pretty easy. That was kind of quick. <laughs> uh, Cam, do you have a question for the Nature Boy? I do. Um, well, so... I'm saying that could respectively to the two best workers, of course, on each side of the company, on each side of the business, men and women. And tell me, um, someone, if, if someone wants to argue that, please explain to me who's better. Uh, Mr. Flair, what res what current wrestler would you like to wrestle in your prime? Roman Reigns. Wow, hundred percent agree. Thank you. He he's 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 fantastic. What makes him so special? And uh, from from your perspective, legit. I mean, he's a legitimate athlete. Number one. Yeah. He's a tough kid. Number two. He came up the hard way. Number three. Second generation or third generation. Number four. Number five, he's as handsome as Ricky Steamboat ever was, with just as good a figure, just as good a physique, just the kind of guy that a, that a heel wants. And, and, and he's a and he's a phenomenal talent, no doubt. Uh, what about you, dude? You got a question for the Nate? You know, I don't have a question, but I just want to say, you know, Rick, I, I watched your final match; it was great. Um, you know, I love kind of the family storyline that you did. Um, you. you know, you certainly went on with a bang. I've watched you for forever and I just want to say you're the greatest. You are the greatest. So congratulations on a great uh, career. Th 
Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thank you very much. Well, listen, we appreciate everybody tuning in today. This has been fun, man. I love watching old matches with you. We're going to be talking about uh, another WWF title win uh, of yours. We, we covered earlier in the year when you won at the Rumble. Uh, now we'll get when you uh, you get to get to have the second run. You get to beat the Macho Man fresh off of the whole title win and exchange at WrestleMania. You're going to win it back. And of course, we know you don't carry it very long. You're going to drop it back to Brett. But that match with you and Savage, I believe, is one that has been discussed quite a bit. Isn't there a story, Rick, about once upon a time, Vince McMahon had you guys go back out there and do it all over again? It's the worst match of all time. Worst <laughs> to me in the world in Winnipeg. <laughs> the worst. Well, sometimes Hershey, those are Pennsylvania. Good lord. That's exactly right. That's what we're gonna. Dip, be I wanted to go dip myself in chocolate immediately afterwards. We're we're gonna watch what Rick calls with every girl with every girl ringside in, in the arena. <laughs> it's just unfathomable to me that Vince would have you go back out there and just do it all over again. But it happened, and we're gonna talk about it next week. And I'm looking forward to it right here each and every Wednesday. <laughs> Tune in to be the man, and in the meantime. Go find yourself some Ric Flair drip. And uh, when you get those munchies, check out Woo Wings. And we'll see you next week. And right find here. your way to Pasadena. Woo. This Saturday, first time ever, Ric Flair, Charlotte hey. Flair, Fitterman Sports. Ric Flair drip, go woo on a bitch. <laughs> woo. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Woo. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com.